All right, welcome to the stock market update. It's Friday, March 4th, and we have a lot to talk about because there's a lot going on in the markets. There's five things that we're going to cover in this show. Number one, crude oil, what's happening here? Number two, uh, the Russia-Ukraine war. So yesterday there were peace talks and we have the attacks on Kiev. We tired to talk about this. Number three, yesterday, Fed Chief Powell finished his testimony. So here's what he said. Number four, we have more earnings. And then number five, the big one, today's jobs report uh, that is actually reporting for February. So uh, but before we dive in and show you what's moving the markets, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Heidkotter and this super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge. So together we have more than 47 years of trading experience every morning. We sift through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports, and then we take the most important news and go live right here to share with you what you need to know as you head into your trading day. If this is your first time here. I know it can be overwhelming, but don't worry. We have a special video just for you that I will link to in the description. And that's a great place to get started. So, Mark, I mean, holy cannoli. I mean, there, there's so many things happening in the markets. It's really, it's the flavor of the hour. Usually we have a flavor of the week or a flavor of the day, but right now it's a flavor of the hour, isn't it? It really is, Marcus. And we're seeing just... Uh, still, you know, continued volatility and, and markets all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, let's take a look at, at yesterday's market. So, I mean, S&P down half a percent. But if, if you look at a five minute chart yesterday, we see how choppy the markets are. I mean, opening higher, going lower, pushing into positive territory again and then finishing lower. And I mean, these are pretty big swings. So the swing here, just in the S&P is uh, what, 1.6 percent. If you're going to the Nasdaq, it's, it's even more. It's like crazy. Yeah, definitely a roller coaster ride there yesterday. You know, positive, negative, trying to make its way back, finishing down 0.5%. Uh, the, uh, like you said, the Nasdaq was even uh, more exaggerated. The Nasdaq finishing lower by 1.6%. So finishing near session lows. Uh, the Dow also going on a roller coaster ride, although it didn't finish as bad. Uh, finishing down just 0.3%. Yeah, but this here is a 2.7% swing in the NASDAQ. So, I mean, so let's talk about what, what's all moving the market. So we just said five things. So let's, let's start with crude oil here. So crude oil making highs that we haven't seen in what, 10 years, 11 years, something like this, maybe even more. Yeah, I, I want to say it went back to 2011. Uh, so Let's uh, just uh, take a quick look here at the monthly chart because now I'm curious here. And uh, you are right. You are right. So this is going back to 2011. So that's in 11 years, switching back to a daily chart here. Talked about yesterday, crude oil prices this year have already doubled, solidly trading above 100 right now, actually above 110. Yeah, and a lot of this or all of it really being uh, attributed to the situation in uh, Ukraine uh, up you know, a ten percent retrace, or sorry, ten dollar retracement did occur, and that helped the markets a little bit early on uh, when it hit one sixteen and then fell. But crude oil now looking solid above a hundred dollars a barrel. Um, so you know, it's it's a big move. So I mean, that's of course something that uh, yeah will impact inflation again. We'll talk about inflation, but gotta talk about the the Russia Ukraine war because yesterday. There were a lot of news. And I mean, this situation is is happening so quickly. It's literally every 
few hours, every few minutes almost, we're getting new news. So uh, y- yesterday, for example, what did we have? There, there were uh, ceasefire talks that happened between Russia and Ukraine, right? Did you see that? I did. And uh, this is where a second round of ceasefire talks uh, between Russia and Ukraine did end with an understanding that there should be humanitarian corridors to safely evacuate civilians. So it wasn't exactly the outcome that the market or Ukraine was hoping for, um, but it sounds like both sides uh, are uh, agreeing to a third scheduled round of talks. Yeah, but then there was also a 90-minute call that uh, the, the the French president, uh, Macron, and Putin had. And, and Putin said there uh, that he will achieve his goal in Ukraine no matter what. And, and then we, we heard that in a television address to, to the Russian people, he said that he was determined to fight the war. And we got a glimpse of that last night. Uh, I mean, this is where last night we heard news that, uh, what is it, Europe's largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine came under attack from uh, from Russian military forces. And in fact, there was smoke. So this is when, uh, I mean, the, the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, uh, called Biden and said, if this blows up, it will be 10 times as bad as Chernobyl. And I mean, this is where really... Putin, dude, are you really trying to to do a nuclear cat- catastrophe there? And this is where markets were reacting. And yesterday we we had this this huge drop on these news. Like, what is it? Two two point one percent in a matter of minutes. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that that's big news. You know, going back to the nuclear uh, disaster in the region in what was it, nineteen eighty six? I mean. Nobody wants that at all. And uh, it did create that that fear and uncertainty, not knowing what the heck's going to happen. But uh, it does sound like they put out the fire that everything's contained, confirmed by Russia and NATO. Um, and now it sounds like Russia does have control of the plant. Yeah, so they, they seized control of the plant. And, but, but I mean, Russia is keeping their exchange close. And we, we said that we'll keep an eye on the RSX, which is basically kind of guessing what the markets will do once the markets are opening again. And we just see this just keeps falling. I mean, down yesterday, another 20%. Now down from uh, right before the attacks, 25 to 5. I mean, this is like holy cannoli. Yeah, it's it's not going to end well for Russian investors. And I mean, you know, sanctions on oligarchs and, and just other people and the banking issues and and the Russian market, they need to keep it closed as long as they can. <laughs> right. So so then we also had Powell speaking, right? So he did his testimony, and that's a semi-annual on the market policies, and kind of reiterated and said, yeah, we, we, we are leaning towards a 25 base point uh, hike. And again, a base point is 0.01, so this would be 0.25, a quarter point. And since market participants were worried that oh, it might be half percentage point, that's kind of good. And he also said that uh, it was too early to say how the war in Ukraine would impact the Fed's next steps. So it's definitely something that they take into consideration. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, this is where many people think that the impact on the U.S. economy will be minimal. Um, but I believe traders are are hopeful or, or reading reading into that and like the, the words just because, OK, well, let, let's put it into perspective. 
they're hopeful for the markets that the Fed won't raise rates as fast, but you still have this lingering inflation issue that's out of control. And so him saying that we're not going to go in at a half point, although it's possible, you know, he sees a, a quarter point rate hike uh, in March and that they're digesting the news day by day. It just looks it's like he's a little more flexible at this time. Yeah. So, OK, so we talked about crude oil. We talked about the uh, Russia-Ukraine war. We talked about uh, Powell. So, and then there's also earnings. I mean, we still have we still have earnings. Uh, we, we talked about yesterday. We have uh, we have Kroger reporting huge move yesterday, up 11.6 percent. It was tracing a little bit in pre-market trading, but that was huge, better than expected earnings, right? Yeah, some really big earning swings yesterday, and uh, Kroger at all-time highs up. Uh, 11.6%, like you said, down a little bit, but a big swing there. We also had snow, snowflake. Yeah, snowflake. I mean, they were down 15%, down another 2.7% in pre-market trading. Yeah, so a, a big, big swing there. Um, and even uh, Best Buy, BBY. Best Buy jumping higher. So Best Buy up 9.2% yesterday. Yep, meeting earnings expectations, hiking its dividends. So investors like that down a little bit pre-market, but a big move yesterday. Gap, another retailer. So uh, Gap, interesting, in pre-market trading, up 7%. That's huge. Yeah, and uh, Gap did report a smaller-than-expected earnings loss. Uh, they reported a $0.02 loss per share versus a $0.14 loss for the fourth quarter. So that was a, a big plus there. Uh, the company also beat earnings estimates and issued strong earnings guidance, which investors always like to hear. Uh, the interesting thing is that Gap's fourth quarter revenue did come in below pre-COVID pandemic levels, uh, but above estimates. So they did better than expected, but they still weren't at pre-COVID levels. Yeah. And then we have Sweet Green. I, I haven't heard about this company before. Uh, they recently went uh, went public. I mean, recently it was uh, in November twenty. 21, so a few months ago. Uh, so so what do they do again? Because they're up uh, 20% in pre-market trading. Yeah, they're a, a solid chain and uh, they reported strong sales growth in its first quarterly report since going public. So they went public in November. There was a little bit of a, a, a buzz there around the company and they have slid since finding a, a range, uh, but they're up 21% pre-market. Um, they also beat... Uh, they had a revenue beat as well, although they reported a bigger loss than expected of 75 cents per share versus a 66 cent expectation. Yeah. All right, but let's talk about the big one now. And this is uh, the jobs report. The jobs report for February was released just 30 minutes ago. So we already got some, some indication of what could possibly happen this week and boom, it did happen. So uh, let's talk about the jobs report. What are the numbers? Yeah, this is a huge report. So they reported uh, that 678,000 non-farm jobs were added in February, much bigger than the 407 that was expected. Uh, the Labor Department also reported that unemployment has dropped from 4% to, uh, to 3.8, which was bigger than expected as well. Average hourly earnings were, were flat when... Uh, a 0.5% increase was expected. So this is the last job report before the Fed's March meeting and a really, really strong jobs report 
traders trying to figure out what the heck to do with this news if you look at futures. <laughs> uh, right. So so let's see, uh, because this is for me the really surprising one that the average hourly earnings were flat. Uh, and if you think about it, so we have inflation of 7%, right? 7.2% and jobs wages are not increasing. And the Fed said this is an important gauge for us. They recently added it. I mean, they always said that the CPI and a few other uh, inflation reports, but they recently said we could keep an eye on average hourly earnings. So yeah, let's jump over. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the E-mini S&P here. Uh, let's take a look at a five minute chart. And as you said, traders, this spike is where the jobs report was released. And at first they thought, hey, jobs report, that's good. And markets were moving higher, but then pulling back here, Trying to figure out what to what to make of this. Um, I mean, like you said, Marcus, the the average hourly earnings is something that the, the Fed is definitely watching. The jobs in general is something that they're uh, watching, but it's showing that jobs are strong right now as yeah. we head into so, this. So this is where I'm also looking at the yield because this is uh, the the 10-year yield, and at first it was going higher. Now it is moving lower, and then this is where. I thought I should take a, a screenshot of the uh, of the CME Group's FedWatch tool right before the jobs report was released. And right before it was released, traders were factoring in in the futures markets here a 95.9% uh, probability that the Fed will increase rates uh, by 25 basis points to half a percentage point. So let's see what happens right now. I haven't refreshed it, so let me refresh it. But See, here's the, the interesting thing. It's going down. I mean, it's only two percentage points, but from 96 to 94 that they say, well, maybe the Fed is not doing anything, which is super surprising. But this is what we also see here in the yield, that interest rates or the yield is actually moving lower, right? I mean, let's take a look here at the daily chart. So that's I found that super, super interesting because all of this when the when the yield was rising is when we talked about okay the fed will raise probably by half a percentage point the fed will raise five times uh, this year six times seven times this year and now this seems to be cooling off and it kind of uh, reiterates what what powell said over the last two days so so traders are trying to piece it together and say okay so powell said uh, he's leaning towards half a percentage point uh, quarter percentage point so this already takes the half percentage point off the table boom there was the first slide and then he said, and we are monitoring the situation. So, I mean, this is where right now it becomes like, what the heck is the Fed going to do? And I said, this is the last big one. We have one more CPI report coming out, uh, which is happening next week before the Fed meeting. And I mean, markets are just super nervous. Absolutely. I know you can't go back in time, Marcus, but it would have been interesting for you to take a snapshot of next, the next meeting. Not oh, um, yeah, okay. the March meeting. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a good one. The main I wonder meeting. what happened there. Yeah, I mean, we shall see. It seems that right now, most people think 75% uh, that uh, they will stay the course, not raise it, but keep it the same in the May meeting. We'll see. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, definitely interesting markets. And this is where it goes back to. It, it's the... It's the flavor of the hour. I mean, right now, there's so many things that the traders have a hard time to trying to figure out, OK, what should we focus on? And I believe right now the overshadowing news is actually the war in uh, Ukraine there. 
And uh, honestly, I think that today, uh, so I, I think that today we will finish negative because I don't think that anybody wants to go long into the weekend, not knowing what will happen. So yeah, it's a little bit risk off. So, so let's uh, take some money out of the markets on Friday. I believe that this is what most traders will do. So therefore I will believe that we will have a negative day. And with the negative day, we will have another negative week. So let's switch to a weekly chart here. So super close right now, right now we are slightly up for the week, but I believe that, uh, we will finish this week negative, but let's see. Trade what you see, not what you think, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to take the opposite side of that bet, Marcus. I, I'm. I'm with you on this one. <laughs> All right. So we got to take a look at our positions and see if we can uh, take a few more trades or possibly roll a few trades. And if you're interested in how we trade these crazy markets, I have a few videos for you right here. For example. Uh, how the wheel strategy works in 15 minutes. I did this uh, video a few minutes ago. Take a look at this, subscribe to the channel, give us a like, and uh, we'll see you in the next update. Have a great weekend. Happy trading, everybody.